welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Drive fast and try not to crash. Hello and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick, and my very special guest, all the way from Arizona in America. It is Keith Updike with a wonderful name of Keith Will Own You. How are you doing, <laughs> Keith? Doing great. How are you, Hugh? Very well. Very well indeed. I'm just thinking we've been all over the world. We've had people from Australia, from uh, uh, we've had Theo uh, uh, Amazon from France, or who lives in London, and now we have Americans as well, which is great. So it's uh, it's all about the sim racing community. So welcome aboard to the show. And on tonight's Thank show, you. we're going to be interviewing you all about your sim racing um, career, how you all got started, um, what you like about it, your favourite things, what you can't stand about it, um, and what you would like to see in the future of sim racing. So welcome to all our viewers, whether you be on Facebook, on my Facebook page, on the Car Sim and Race Driver Show page, um, or watching live here on YouTube. It's great to have you with us. And feel free to ask as many questions as you like to Keith as well. And of course, we have got a very, very special prize to give away. That's right, because we smashed the record on Monday night. We didn't just get 100, um, 100 subscribers. We got 118 subscribers by the time it was all done. So tonight, we are going to be choosing one lucky subscriber. And here we have the prize. That wall tile could be on your wall of Ayrton Senna in his McLaren Honda with the number one. So make sure nice you one. stay tuned to see if it might be you who'll be winning the show. And of course, um, I will I will <laughs> figure out a way of letting Keith know because Keith is going to announce who it's going to be. It's going to be good. That's a, nice, that's a nice piece. That's cool. It's going to be good fun. And then we've got another, the one for 500 is even more. Um, it's quite special too, I think. So that's the next thing. So then, Keith, um, I will stop the talking and ask you a question. <laughs> so, how did it all begin with your um, starting doing racing games and things like that? So everything with sim racing and kind of racing in general came from, uh, started a long time ago as far as first, first time was going to some NASCAR races, like some truck series races in Phoenix uh, with my dad. He took me to a couple of those, so that was cool. Uh, when I was really young. Um, but after that, I basically never really got into racing at all. But about, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago, a friend of mine had a steering wheel, had the Logitech uh, GT. It was the one specifically made for PlayStation, I believe, and Gran Turismo. So he had that in Gran Turismo 5. And he, at that point, I basically knew nothing about actually racing, just besides general knowledge. So... He started to show me that, and I was terrible. I'm just crashing the walls, do everything, didn't know what I was doing. And he's been into cars for a long time. Uh, his name is Chase, good friend of mine. So he uh, he got me into that, and from there it was just a slow progression of using the controller, buying a wheel, using the desk, uh, to finally getting like the the play seat that I got here, the play seat challenge, um, and that has been like a completely different setup, having a wheel with a seat to just completely change how I drive because switching from the wheel to the controller was incredible or from the controller to the wheel. It was just like such a huge difference. Um, yeah. But it was pretty much for me, just Gran Turismo. I, I've played 
in the last couple of years played things like Project Cars 1 and 2, uh, but it's mainly been Gran Turismo 5, 6, and then Gran Turismo Sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always just kind of totally for fun, and it still is obviously totally for fun, but in the last few months, I tried to actually focus on getting better, not just having fun and racing. Yeah. So yeah. In the last few months, I've tried to improve, and it's been pretty fun getting to know a bunch of people that are on the on the sim racing uh, community, and it's just been really cool. Yeah. Isn't it funny, though, how so many of us who have played Gran Turismo Sport, we start playing it for fun, and we've probably played most of the versions that have been out, looking forward to GT7 eventually when the PS5 comes out and things like that. And we play it for fun, and then eventually we want to get better, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, we always want to try and get better. So then we, that's the thing. You, you update your machinery and get better equipment to try and get you more of an experience. Um, and, yeah. and how have you found that's gone? So now you've got the steering wheel and the, or the, 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 the new seat and things like that. How has that gone for you? It's been like night and day. So with a controller, you have you can obviously do pretty well, but the the little feel of it obviously it's still a far cry from real life racing but on a sim when you have that wheel in the pedal set you can kind of like you can modulate the throttle you don't have to slam it or pull the trigger just all the way or none it's really hard to get those little things in and i noticed with sim racing from the big differences to me are qualifying i can i can qualify fast on a controller really well mm-hmm. but consistently throughout a race i'm way faster with a steering wheel yeah that's the big I, difference that I found. Yeah, I think the thing is, I remember watching a video from Super GT, and he said that it's you can go really fast on on the pad and do quite well, but it's if you're doing the long races, it's the tire wear because you don't get the same control. So you go yeah. through your tires faster. So although there are great time trial records using the controller, um, it's the steering that allows you to the, having the pedals and steering wheel makes it so much better in terms of having a better chance to be competitive throughout the whole race. Yeah, and having having the steering wheel has just been, it's so much different I've had before. I bought the G29, um, ended up selling it after a while, and my wife um, and my dad actually built just out of some two-by-fours and things, a little racing cockpit with someone's, I got a garage sale, an old bucket seat, and, and built that, and it was so cool, but it was just this big wooden box. But but even if you don't want to buy a, a set and, and all that, you can you can build some pretty easy stuff out of easy materials you can find for sure so a diy engineer you can oh, yeah. do it yourself and see what happens <laughs> isn't it but i think that's a great thing about the 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 placement challenge um it literally is about 150 quid certainly in, in uk money it's it's pretty good going um and it's a great way to 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 have your race because but you can put your steering wheel straight on it and it gives you a decent feel i mean some i've got a question the other day from uh, one of the guys in the play seat forum uh, was saying you know do you get a bit of flex on it and you do a little bit if you push it the wrong way or if you put a bit too much pressure on it and um, but if yeah. you like it's it, it's okay when my when my son who's six um, had to go and I, you keep pulling the steering wheel down and then it almost ended up in his lap um, so you get it up like this and I got even more cushions so he could sit higher up um, and he managed to, to, to thwart it after that so yeah you've got to be uh, that's probably the hardest bit of the PlayStation of the of the play seat actually um, maybe it's kind of it's 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 kind of Achilles heel um, is that there is a wee bit of flex when you put the steering on it but some of the ones that you see like for example uh, Teo Amazon as the track racer and that's yeah. a really solid looking um, a sim rig and that doesn't seem to have any kind of movement on it at all um, although yeah. it does because I was watching a racing last night 
um, doing the female sim grid and the big race that she did at, uh, at I think it was Megano or Misano, I think it was, um, and uh, and it was creaking all the time, and it sounded like <laughs> WD forty was required wow, to turn it all out, you know. That um, mm. so you've said recently that you've obviously you've been up in your game and trying to go a lot faster and things like that. And um, so what do you, you be doing like FIA and things like that as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I start. I did them a few on that last season of them. Uh, this last one just started right at a time where I was trying to get it better. So I've been doing those and they've been going pretty well. I was able to win one last week um, in the somewhat, I don't know, I guess not lower. I was probably in the B driver rating at uh -huh. sportsmanship, I think. So yeah. I was able to get a win in one of those races, which is pretty cool. The other ones are a little ways down, but not, not too bad. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Now we've got a question. One of my co-hosts who's watching tonight in the comments there is saying, how long did it take uh, you to get from your, demolition derby days to his current ratings <laughs> well that comes and goes but i think any i think with me i've always kind of raced for the last five six seven years but as soon as i put in any bit of effort it was like a couple of months to actually improve yeah. and i think the huge thing that i never did was um kind of like you always say you enjoy doing is the time trials i never do stuff like that and lap after lap after lap i'll just jump on Typically, it's like a, a time constraint thing or something like that where I'll say, I'll jump on and just do one of the races, and I don't really practice. As soon as you start practicing, you just instantly get better, which is obvious. Anything with anything sports-related racing, you're, you're going you're gonna to improve on the practice. But technically, it took me a good seven, eight years, but I would say realistically, it took me a few months. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the thing. When I first got my wheel and pedals, it took me about a week or so to kind of get used to it. And you, did, mm -hmm. you were pretty much as quick as you were. Um, but then after about a week or so, you start to realize there's so much more room in the corners. Mm -hmm. um, have you got any ideas of, of things that you think you've, you've, you've been able to cut your times in the, you know, in the biggest way? What's been like the biggest improvement you think you've made in your driving? I think the two are kind of obvious, I guess, are more just how to break into the corner and then how to gas out of the corner. So yeah. I know that it's, it's obvious you want to break hard in the beginning and then, and then slowly gas out. But I think that putting where to put the wheel as you gas to get the speed up quick. Those are the yeah. two things I think that I've, I've worked on, which is so much harder on a controller. Obviously you're just, you're just yeah. kind of doing this, but on a wheel, you're able to just slightly pull it and make those, those changes, which is increment. You make such bigger changes with that. Yeah. Cause that's what they always say, isn't it? It's when you can accelerate out and you should have been able to accelerate out and not back off. Cause if you do that, yeah. you're, you're not really, it's not the right point. You've accelerated too early. Um, I remember Jackie Stewart doing that with James May on Top Gear many years back. Um, <laughs> to get somewhere like how many seconds, 20 seconds off his time at the end of the day um, because he got every corner correct um, at the end of it. It's quite, quite incredible. But it was the same when I, when I went on a driving day at Mercedes World down in Surrey. That's what he said. Only accelerate when you know you can, when you know you don't mm -hmm. have to come off again. Um, and that was in a Mercedes C43 AMG, which was a great car, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and it worked. And I've said it to a few people, it actually seemed easier to drive that in real life <laughs> on GT Sport. Because if it was on GT Sport, you'd be understeering everywhere and it would be it would be yeah. all over the place with the, the weight and the balance. Um, but in real life, the car just turned in and did extremely. Um, it was quite, quite easy, to be fair. And you, and you can feel it. I've, I've never driven a race or even just really raced in real life. So I'm sure that that feel has to... Although it's more difficult, I imagine that also helps you so much because you can actually feel how to make those turns and, and everything. 
I mean, this was on a wee test track, just on a kind of like a kind of time trial in effect. Um, so you did have cars on the track that you had to watch out for, but they were teaching you how to go a bit faster and how to make more of it. Um, and the chap, it was James Fletley, who was alongside me, and he is a, he's in a European GT Championship. Um, so he was really good to have because, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. Um, and, and, he, and the thing is, he kept telling you, faster, faster, faster. And and, and that's great because if you're on a driving day and you're being told, keep going faster, that's kind of what you want to hear. In the right. moment, you know, rather than somebody slapping your wrist and telling you to Tell slow you down. To pull over. <laughs> and that was the thing. Um, but no, so it's, it's great fun. Um, now, obviously, you've got your own channel. Um, would you like to tell us more about how you're, what your channel is like and what you've been doing with it? Yeah, obviously, since the last uh, this whole year, pretty much have been at home, obviously, more. So I was just kind of hanging out at home driving and thought, obviously, I just noticed the PlayStation has the ability to live stream to it. So I just started with that, just to upload some stuff. I would kind of think it was in May or June that I kind of said, okay, I'm gonna spend like 30 days and just kind of race maybe once a day and actually try to get better and see where I'm at after those 30 days. Um, and that just kind of transitioned into editing more videos. I've always loved to film and edit stuff. Um, so I've always done that since I was a teenager. So it just slowly kind of rolled into that. And I'm just trying to make like just fun content for people to watch and enjoy because it's so much fun. I mean, I try to throw some tips in there, but I'm not the smartest or the best driver out there. So I try to throw in tips when I can mostly just try to show some fun stuff that I'm already doing while racing and playing online. Yeah. Uh no, that's that's really good, isn't it? And and uh, what's your channel name so that we can send you? I have put it in the description. Um, is it because some of these funny have they have lots of different? Um, yeah, mine is just just Keith will own you. It was a, a silly thing I had when I was a young kid, and I've just kind of kept it since then. So it's just Keith will own you. All all one word. That's a very good one, I have to say. I have put the description, the, the link in the description, so it should be there before. So for all our viewers there, make sure you go over to Keith's channel um, and and uh, hit that subscribe button as well. But, um, so I think it's about time that we did our competition. Um, but uh, now, give me a wee second here, and I will quickly, um, I have, I, to be fair, um, I know I said before that I was, struggling as to how to pick a winner but i had actually picked a winner and uh, beforehand so if you've got access to your email there so that we don't give it out before it should be i will email it to you um, all right it will just come through in a wee second there we go that is on its way to you now there we go that's it there so hopefully winner of the senna wall tile mm -hmm. It has come through now. That one there. Has it come through your to your email? There it goes. I have the winner. The winner is the winner is if I pronounce this correctly, Shirality. Shirality. Hey, yes, that was the one. Seen, I've, I've seen him in the in the comments as well before too. It is indeed. It is indeed. I'll put this in, in a comment here too so we can... Um, so, Serality, if you're watching tonight, um, and I hope you are, <laughs> you've won. You have won the Senna wall tile, so I will need to get your address and details. And if you can if you can email me at info at hughattrick.com, then I will get the details out to you and we'll get that wall tile on its way to you very, very soon. That, that's um, awesome. that's, that's a very cool giveaway. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a big that's a big prize, um, and that's one of the things that you do get as well, um, especially when you come on the show. And I need to kind of catch up with people who have been on it um, as a special kind of uh, thank you for coming on the show. Um, send a picture of what you would like the most. Um, and we will get you a wall tile of that picture wherever possible. As long as it fits in a wall tile, um, we will get it for you and send it out to you. Um, so that's that's the, the um, as a wee thank you for coming on the show. Now, what would you be your goal for sim racing in the future? What's kind of where you think you're heading? Hmm. I don't know that I have a specific goal in hand, which I probably should, but I think my goal is mainly a staff fun that's why i'm doing it i'm not doing it for anything else besides to just enjoy it which i've always kind of done i think the only thing that would just be cool is if i can improve it would be it would be really cool for me to actually be in a closer tier to the top drivers on there which i don't want to set a goal that i can't achieve is the only problem but but i think uh that's that's pretty much it it's just to improve and mainly just to have fun yeah and what do you find are your, your kind of, I know obviously you've done a bit of FIA and Nations Cup, um, is there a particular kind of group of car racing, like, you know, GT4, GT3 um, that you like? Um, you know, what's your favourite kind of group if you could um, race that all the time, what would it be? It's, pro it's probably just the GR3 cars, just because they're the most commonly driven ones, so they're the ones I have the most experience with. Other than that, it would be a form of a, like an open-seater, like a Formula One type car. Yeah, yeah, those are so much fun that with having that much downforce and just being able to fly 200 miles an hour into a corner and just slam on the brakes and go, the, the, those are very fun to drive for sure. Yeah, and they do, to be fair, they do have them on GT Sport, but they don't tend to yep. bring it along very often. I mean, I'd love, for example, if they could put that on. I know they don't have Silverstone, but they've got plenty of other tracks. Um, if they could do that as a kind of race A, I could imagine right. they've, got, they've got the Mercedes, don't they? Um, the Mercedes FW or FW1 or whatever it was. Yeah. from a few years back um, and it's kind of crazy to drive with all its kind of turbos and drs and all sorts of things but i think that would be a great daily race if that was like a daily race a you know four laps around suzuka or something like that um that yeah, would be, be really cool yeah and trying because i mean there's an, at least there's enough room to overtake um on things like that which is which is uh, quite quite good fun um because sometimes we do suzuka east which is not very easy to overtake on um, but i do right. like they had a great race a few they've done it a couple of times um with the you know the old mini coopers from the 1960s mm -hmm. um and that was around suzuka east and there's some great races with that i normally really quite enjoy those ones but um, they just did they just did that one with the the blue moon infield or something like that i think too with the with the oh, mini coopers yeah that's right with yeah. it. and they, they did it also they had the mini coopers at brands hatch indy that was a fantastic race <laughs> And sometimes those sometimes those slower slow cars are really fun to drive too. I'd have to add that into my list of cars I enjoy driving. You have that slow where every little thing you do has a monumental impact. It's yeah. some of the faster cars you can make it up, but those ones you can't make it up. You can't make errors or you're falling behind. Uh, no, that's the thing. <laughs> so you've been playing a bit as well in the daily races this week. Um, and have you? I think was it the North Slifer or did you do the Tokyo Expressway? Or, or I, think I, did, I think I did one of the Tokyo Expressways and it went about as Gran Turismo sport as it can. <laughs> get, get hit a bunch and just keep trying to survive, get slammed into a wall. And I don't remember where I finished, but it was still a fun race. That's the whole thing with GT Sport. It's been, it's been difficult with the penalties, but it's, it's still fun, but it, it, it presents a challenge when you yeah. have to deal with such strange penalties. Yeah. I, I'm sure for a lot of our viewers as well this week, 
um, is that there's been so many videos done on how bad people have, have gotten on with these penalties, aren't they? I mean, they touch anybody or anything happens, somebody spins off and then just happens to touch them and they get the penalty. I mean, it just seems to be as difficult. I've been really quite fortunate in my racing this week. I've not had too many issues. I did get rammed by one person and then they got a penalty and then they rammed into me and I got a penalty. So it just seems to be the opposite effect of what's going on in the most part, but the odd time they get it right. Um, but yeah, I, ha I have to hope with, with Gran Turismo, they're just again testing. That's what I've kind of heard is they're testing to get an idea for how to really implement it in the next game. I hope that's the case, but it's still fun either way, but it's, it's definitely a challenge when someone goes off track, flies on the track and hit you and you get a four second penalty. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of, yeah, the algorithms and that have definitely got a bit of work to be done. That uh, Now, my course has asked a question and said they should do a daily race of 1980s Formula One cars of the turbo era. And then he said, a thousand horsepower and then make it in the wet. Now, that would oh, be yeah, perfect. <laughs> that would be quite a thing. And I wonder what <laughs> would be suitable for that. Um, to uh, I'd finish in last place in just about every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> if I play like F1 2020 or something in the wet, I can sometimes do decent, but it's so hard to drive in the wet. It's crazy. Yeah, because you've got the spray and everything like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> At, um, oh, there's here comes one of my other co-hosts, Andrew, saying he's, he's just popping in now. Uh, Andrew, you've missed you've missed the prize giving. Serality has won the Senna picture, um, and we're going to be getting in touch with him and getting that out. Um, over to Serality very, very soon. But um, no, it's quite a thing. Now, do you follow a lot of motorsport as well out with gaming? And that, you have a, 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 you know, a kind of like for motorsport as well out with, out with gaming? Yeah, you're saying outside of gaming? Yeah, um, pretty much just Formula One and IndyCar. Pretty much the only two that I really follow. I always try to watch like the endurance races um, but I usually just try to catch either highlights or, or something like that for those. But F1 and IndyCar, I try to watch a lot. Yeah. And how do you find, obviously, being in America, IndyCar is huge. Um, do you think it, it compares quite well with Formula One and the kind of coverage that you get and the, and the excitement that, that it can deliver? Yeah, the qual I like the, the quality of the broadcasts are always pretty good. I mean, F1's, I think it's just unmatched. But, but IndyCar is, is really good, everything that they do. And I think... The one struggle that I have watching IndyCar is, and it's really just a lack of really understanding, but the team setups, I love the simplicity of Formula One. You have 10, you have 20 drivers, 10 teams, two to a team. It's like super simplified. In IndyCar, there's, there's all sorts of teams, and then there's teams that only race for certain races, and then certain drivers come in, and it gets complicated and obviously simple, but I like the simplicity of Formula One when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing watching a pit stop um, and seeing all these guys come out and, and especially they double stack and then, you know, and they still yeah. have that much time and it's like two, just over two seconds, I think is the record, was it in the Red Bull? They did an incredible um, pit stop. I think it's like 1.8 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, if, I, if I remember correctly, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is amazing. And I have to say, even last year, the racing in F1 has been incredibly close with few exceptions, I think, last year in France. Um, it wasn't a great race, but pretty much most of the other races were good. And I think this year has been okay. I mean, I think Hamilton is pretty much running away with it. Um, um, yeah. It's going to be hard, I think, to stop him. Um, the Mercedes are just so, so much better. But I, I wonder, if you, did you hear the news today that the Williams team um, has been told, and this is going to be their last ever race where the Williams 
uh, family yeah. actually being in charge. Um, what yeah, do you that that's wild. That's a that's a pretty big change. When did was it early, mid seventies or something like that? They started. Yeah, Is that correct? Yeah, started it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a pretty long time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, it's it kind cool. of it kind of makes sense. I think if they're nearing the end of their run and they had they had a great time doing it the whole time and it was always a family thing. So I think it's nice to to move on and enjoy the spoils of what they've done. Clearly, <laughs> the, the people who have bought it is actually a family. But they own it's through some corporation, but the family pulls the strings. So it's just another family that have bought it. Um, yeah. but quite, I suppose that Williams team got to such a point where can they come back from where they are? And I think sometimes you just need a completely new set of 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 of, of uh, principles. You know, like new, new set of people yeah. to kind of carry that out and take it in a new direction um, to see how it goes. You know, and it's it's a pity because it, it must be soul destroying. For the Williams team and the, the families as well, who have been in charge for so long, um, yeah. but it, it was a massive role for Claire Williams to take over. And I think she's tried to do her best, but it just shows you how hard it is. And when you lose title sponsors and things like that, it's very, yeah. very hard to get that back. But, um, and our co-host has said Claire Williams couldn't run a bath. <laughs> but, uh, but my two other co-hosts always have arguments between one likes Williams and one doesn't. So yeah. it's an ongoing and ongoing rift um, between them. Um, but no, it's it's quite exciting, and obviously, so you get to see F1 in America. And um, what's the coverage like over there? Is it done by Sky or is it a kind of local? Um, it's, it's through. It's on ESPN, but it's done through Sky. So they just take their broadcast and just re-air it, basically. Yeah, but I have to wake up at. At least six a.m. for a lot of the races. Sometimes like five a.m. They're pretty early over yeah, here. I'm on the West Coast too. Yeah, yeah. It used to be one o'clock, wasn't it? That was the thing. And now it's two o'clock, so you get a wee bit extra sleep. Um, yeah, not not very much. Now, it's, uh, now we've been asked by Stephen Scott, um, "What is your favorite F1 driver of all time for the both of you?" But I'll let you go first, Keith. Ooh, F1 driver of all time. So I haven't been following F1 for an incredibly long time, mainly this the last decade at the most. So I have to choose the obvious choice of Lewis Hamilton just because I've always enjoyed seeing – I know it's easy to pick, like, the best driver, mm. but arguably the best driver, whatever. <laughs> it's always good to see somebody who is at the top and is just, like, succeeding in every way. Like, yeah. like Botas has the same car as him. But every chance, he's basically always just a little bit ahead, never makes mistakes, and is just so good at what he does. So it's super yeah. cool to watch that, even though he is just like winning pretty much every race. I always enjoy kind of seeing that and seeing him succeed. It's interesting because I, I remember following him in 2007 when he was in F2 or GP2 at the time, and he did some, some incredible races. And I think in the end, he did. I think he won the title. I think he did win the title in the end. Um, but uh, he was a big, you know, the, the, he was certainly up and coming. But he, he he was almost. I think he almost got the drive from McLaren or one of the one of the the, the, the teams before 2008. Oh no, sorry, before 2006. Sorry, it was 2006. He was in GP2, and his first year was 2007. Mm -hmm. But they were going to bring him in early, the last few races of 2006. Um, but they couldn't quite get the contract sorted out. Mm -hmm. I think it was in a practice session, but I'm not sure about 
um, uh, as uh, anything else. Um, and the thing is, at the time as a Brit, we were really struggling for British drivers to mm. do that. Well, we had Jensen Button, but he never quite managed to get the most out of his, um, well, the BAR Honda was not a great car. Mm. Um, so we were kind of struggling. And then when we heard that, that Hamilton was coming, and really from the, from the outgo, his first race in Melbourne um, in 2007, mm. where he, I think he went up two places and on the first corner, and then it ended up finishing second um, to his teammates, Alonso, we thought, wow, we've got somebody here who can right. do something, you know. Um, and I think he's deserved it. I and mean, he done some incredible races. I, I remember it was at 2008 um, or 2007 when he when he raced in Fuji in the wet. And that was, a, if you haven't seen it, go on to YouTube um, and watch this race because you'll get the highlights on it. And it yeah. was the most horrific conditions you've ever seen. The, the first 20 laps was done with the safety car and eventually they let the cars go um, and you couldn't see anything. It was just mist and you know, rain and everything. People crashed off. Alonso crashed off. Weber um, was hit by uh, uh, Vettel because um, at that time I think Weber was in the Red Bull. Vettel was in the Red Bull Junior or the, the, the Toro Rosso yeah. and went in the back of him. Um, people were crashing off. Um, somebody collided with hit with Hamilton. I think it was um, the Polish guy. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? The one who just, just finished. Um, that will come to me. Um, <laughs> um, oh, Robert Kubica. Uh, I'm sure they, they <laughs> clashed and then so they ran in the, but, but Hamilton was able to get going again um, and he ended up winning that race. Um, sorry for giving the spoilers for anyone who hadn't seen it. Um, but, uh, but I always remember Martin Brundle, who was doing the, the commentary, and he said, Hamilton deserves to win the title in 2007 based on that race alone. If he wins the right. title on that race alone, that was worth it because they yeah. couldn't see what was happening. They were doing it totally with their ears and their vision. You know, that was the thing. Oh, yeah. Their vision to see what was going on. And those are the races that I think um, make, make Formula One really, really special. Um, and oh, of course, yeah. Like Germany, it was a Germany last year was like that. Oh, wait, was that no? Yeah, maybe it wasn't that. It wasn't that much rain, but it was constant rain and slippery, and so many people crashed. That was a super fun race. I think Mac. I think Verstappen won pitting like six times or something like that. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. And the year before, when when Hamilton won there from was it twelfth on the grid or fourteenth on the grid, because um, he had a terrible qualifying, um, and that's when Vettel crashed off. Um, towards the end yeah. of the race, mm -hmm. um, and that, that was, was the, that was the be I think that was the beginning of Vettel's crashes. Yes, that was yeah the beginning of the end. I think of of that in it. It was kind of it must have been really hard because that's his home home race, and mm -hmm. you go up like that, you know. But um, but no, so there's definitely I have a lot of time for Hamilton, and the way that he's doing it, it would just be nice to see a bit more challenge and a, a few more people getting near him, especially like Verstappen, um, because they yeah. they were the only ones that really have been able to challenge. Mercedes and things like that. Right. That um, um, now here is one another question. We have it from Jonathan saying so there have been some amazing races in Phoenix. Is that near uh, Keith? And um, do they still race Indy cars on that street circuit? Um, yeah, that's that's where basically I am. It's the track, the Phoenix International Raceway. I think the name changed actually. Is just like half hour away from me. But uh, they don't still do Indy here. They do NASCAR. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Now, talking of Phoenix, I, I think it was Phoenix, Arizona. Now, where was the one? I'm trying to think where it was that Jean Alesi had his um, his big uh, racing debut in Formula One. Um, because it could have been. Was it Phoenix? I think it was Phoenix. And he took on Senna 
And again, that's another incredible classic to watch. Um, yeah, I don't remember the years. It was in downtown Phoenix. They did certain yeah, races, yeah. but only for a couple of years. Yeah, and uh, it's an incredible race because at least this new new boy, you know, um, gets. I think he gets second on the grid or something like that. I thought I think, it, and I think Senna's on pole, or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe Alessi was on pole, um, and of course Senna's challenging him, and he and Senna overtakes him, and uh, but then uh, but uh, Alessi overtakes him back. And all of a sudden, nobody thought, oh, hang on a minute, this newbie's trying to you know, <laughs> challenge the world champion. Um, it was, uh, you know, and it was an incredible race from that point on. Um, and the, one, of our, one of the people I'm trying to get on the show, would you believe, is Jean Alessi himself. The, nice. former, yeah, the driver who drove for Ferrari and Tyrrell um, and Sauber um, and Prost. Um, because he's actually quite open to doing interviews with different um, kind of smaller kind of YouTubers. So a number of years ago, I actually emailed him when he had a website and he emailed me back, but it was in French. And I had to get a friend of mine who spoke French <laughs> and played it for me. But I've sent a message on his Facebook page um, asking if he would like to come on the show. Um, and that would be, um, it would be incredible. So let's hope and pray that he says yes, because if that he does... Nice. That would be an amazing, an amazing uh, interview to have John Alacy with that incredible career um, and the, you know the passion. He's very good in the wet, um, and of course he had that incredible win in Canada way back in 1995, um, which was if, if you've never seen it, watch that on YouTube. He's literally crying on his on his slowdown lap when he wins the race. And he can't see anything, you know, because it's, it's <laughs> right. um, and the whole thing. But a really emotional driver, uh, the French Sicilian. Um, so a real kind of proper kind of, you know, like that's the kind of driver that you read about or you kind of dream about in, in when you're a little kid, um, you know, thinking about being a racing driver. It's always a French Sicilian <laughs> or an Italian that's, you know, is driving for Ferrari, isn't it? Um, but, um, but yeah, so hopefully... Um, we can certainly, it'd be amazing to get him on the show. And Andrew Marr has said we can ask him about his wine. That's why I think he's got a, 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 a vineyard, isn't he? Over in mm -hmm. France. Somewhere. And recently he had to sell his Ferrari F40 to pay for his son's career. Um, because I think it's Giuliano Alessi, who is his son, um, in F2, I think, uh, at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Kind so, trade off. Yeah. Trade a car, car for a career. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> and an F40 is a pretty rare machine and a pretty sure. nice car to, to be able to get rid of. But um, so that would be the thing. Now, I've been asked, um, how hot is it in Arizona at the moment? <laughs> well, I have degree uh, Fahrenheit, not Celsius, but it's at least about 100 probably right now. I think the high is about 100 degrees today. Uh, oh, <laughs> it gets up to 115. I think we in Arizona, we broke the record for most 115 days in a year. And the most 110 degree days in a year this year, so it's been it's been a good one. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing. But, um, now going back to sim racing, um, as we've digressed quite a bit, but I think we've been allowed to digress a bit. Um, what would be your ideal kind of sim racing rig? What would be your dream equipment that you would like to get? Ooh. I don't think I would want one of the motion simulators. I don't think I'd want that. It seems too much. It's too much going on for. I'd rather at that point go race in real life. Um, so to me, it's just a. I don't know. I'd love to get one of those the direct drive wheels, like the the Fanatex. Yeah. Um, but just a, a good setup, and I do love those the three curved monitors that I see often. Having three curved monitors where the monitor is about right here on the ends. Yeah. yeah. That that's pretty much it. I don't need a lot, but I guess that's a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that'd be pretty ideal. Yeah, I mean, the equipment now that you can get is phenomenal. I, yeah. I saw that there's a big, um, um, I know it's nowhere near where you are in terms of America, but in, in Miami and in Florida, um, they've got a huge simulator center. It's, I think it's a, they make the sim rigs as well, but they've got this incredible sim rig center in Miami, and uh, and you can go in and race all this all the, um, the games that they have on it and these big screens, and it's very modern. It looks like something out of a Bond film. You know, it's kind of not quite marble floors, but it's all very, very smartly done. Um, um, and these kind of places are beginning to spring up now across the globe. Um, and I saw a news article for one randomly gave me a news article on my phone for one in somewhere in the Midwest, like Tennessee or something like that. Someone else was creating a kind of a big lab where you could come in and just do some sim racing. So yeah, that'd be cool yeah. to cool, you know. It's getting a lot more popular. And I mean, in terms of YouTubers, who do you follow? Um, you know, who, who are your kind of favorites on YouTube? So the main person that I've watched for at least a few years now um, is he mainly does F1. It is a lot different now. Is uh, Tiamat Marduk, if I say oh, that yeah. correctly. Yeah. Benjamin Daly's from Australia, and I think he lives in I think he lives in England now, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. But his is the one I've always watched. His F1 career modes. He's always been super fun to watch. And then in the last maybe year or two, it's been like Super GT, um, and then a couple of other guys. But it's mainly been those two that I've I've watched a lot of. And then I always just browse YouTube and catch other people's videos um been able to watch a lot of their stuff too but those are the two main people i think that i've watched a lot of over the yeah. years it's funny a lot of people obviously they i mean we've got many guys over from rory's channel and we welcome them as well and thank them very much for subscribing um uh, because as of monday we got even more we hit that 118 um mm -hmm. uh, amount which is absolutely brilliant and let's see if we can get some more subscriptions tonight and hit those like buttons um, whenever you can. Um, but uh, but it's, it's funny, you have your kind of favorites on YouTube, isn't it? And Super GT is great for um, his, funny, his sense of humor as he does his commentary is great mm -hmm. uh, for, for watching his videos. And, and you can learn a lot through them. I, I do miss him doing his live streams, I have to say, because I used to watch his live streams quite often. They were a, a definite thing on a Tuesday night. He would always spend yeah. time to kind of watch to see what he was doing and hopefully he'll come back and do a bit more. And, and his karting videos, to be fair, um, have been quite good as well. I like what, it. He just did. He just did one like last week, and I forget what it was, but he started in twenty third, and it was just like twenty second, twenty first, twentieth, and he ended up winning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really good. Well. Yeah. yeah, really, really well. Um, so no, they've been really good. But obviously, we like Rory's channel as well. Rory's excellent. Yeah. I think his driving ethics are, are fantastic. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can really learn an awful lot. And I know that Jonathan was asking him questions and, and, and took his advice and has gone up quite a bit um, in his rating on Gran Turismo. So we have a lot to thank Rory there for as well. Um, have you been watching things like The Sim Grid with David Perel? Um, yeah, I, I just learned about it then through Thea after after watching her stream. And I subscribed to her and started watching some of her stuff. So then through there and... Uh, uh, Kevin, I believe you had on everyone that you've had on. I've been able to kind of like look through oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and see yeah. some of their stuff. So just in the last couple of weeks, I've watched one. It's pretty cool. The series that she's in for the the all female driver series. That one's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, no, I was watching. She was doing rallying tonight for a few minutes. I just sort of caught that for a bit. She's actually streaming every night, um, pretty much. I think with a different um, format of racing, which is yeah. certainly to do, but is reaping the rewards. And last night, I think they finished six. Or thereabouts, I think, in the or maybe even even earlier than that, or even even higher um, at the race they were doing, which is all they call it the all female race. They they have a lot of male drivers who take over at the second when they do their driver spot. You have to, yeah. They don't quite have enough, but she did beat. Um, it was I think it was Sarah Moore 
um, who is a British mm. uh, female driver who drives in the Formula W same championship. So I thought, well, that's pretty good. The fact that you can beat one of those, um, yeah. You know, it's, it's quite it's, it's quite fun. How, how do you think of the the the, the way that esports have gone, especially since COVID? Have you been? Did you watch quite a bit of it? Yeah, I watched a lot of it last year, and then I don't think I've caught much this year. But well, I guess maybe at the beginning of the year, I'm not sure what their timeline for when their seasons are. But that's been super cool. I love that they were able to do that. I know, like the as far as the indie and F1 races things they did was pretty fun too. Not necessarily esports, but those uh, those races were pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they seemed like an amazing event. I think it's great when they can get everybody in a big hall and put it all together, like the Gran Turismo final and things like that, because they're always yep. quite. But there's more stuff coming, and I have to say, one of the things I'd love to go to um, is the it's the kind of esports and sim rig exhibition. And last year it was at the Nürburgring in Germany, um, mm -hmm. and it was amazing because you had all these sim rig producers from across the globe, um, you know, presenting their latest equipment, and you could come along and have a go on it and see what it was like, and it, it looked incredible. And they also had a big facility where they had races on and championship events. Um, and you could watch all of that. So I actually think the Nürburgring GP circuit is, is is worthwhile going just to see what what kind of exhibition they have, as well as the the great circuit and going right next door to the Norschleifer. Um, yeah, so, that'd be a really cool event. Yeah, that'd be the thing. Now here's a question for all our viewers at the moment: What do our viewers think of the current esports situation? Do you do you think that the esports Formula One series that they did earlier in the year? a few months back was any good or do you think we could have done a bit better um certainly from our if you'd seen some of our earlier videos uh, with andrew marr and jonathan um you would have seen that we weren't massively impressed with some of them but we would love to hear what you guys think who are watching tonight um because it was interesting we all we thought that because they didn't have the damage on in formula one that really took away from the driving because they were just ramming each other and you know spinning off and ghosting out and it didn't seem to make any difference now of course one of your you were saying your favorites um Tiarmaduk, he got into some of those races um, and he did quite yeah. well he did pretty well he did, overall. He did really good he, he's got some experience there for sure playing f1 games but he, he's really fast he i think he won a couple things he was in a couple of those head-to-head -head battles and yeah. he did pretty good yeah i think the best one that they did was the brazilian grand prix and uh, that was the one when it was Alex Albon um, and George mm -hmm. um, and they, they did it. They had a fantastic battle um, and it was quite a clean race as well. And that, that was really good to watch because we did commentary on our Podbean channel on that. So we watched the race live and we and we commentated on it. And that, that went really well, to be fair. Um, but we felt that other races were just not quite as good as it could have been. Um, yeah. Between the Sky production or in terms of the Sky commentary and the esports commentary, which did yeah. not... And especially good. especially in comparison to the way IndyCar did it. IndyCar did it so well. Aye, aye. But, um, yeah, no, aye, because IndyCar is extremely good. The coverage you get, I mean, it almost looked real when you saw it on TV. It was, yeah. it was very, 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 very yeah. good. Yeah. I think Lando Norris, he did a few races as well. Um, he, he did, did and he got, uh, he got into a little uh, situation at the end of one of them. I think it was, what, if it was the Indy 500, I don't remember. I think it was the Indy 500, and he... He got taken out with like two laps to go. Yeah, that's right. Somebody hit him, didn't they? Yeah, and they kind of did yeah, it. Yeah, prob probably on purpose too. Yeah, it was a little. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of controversy in all of that. that yeah. uh, now, to let our, our viewers know that next week we have James Maxwell from NXile, and we've got another Aussie, a good friend of Rascal Rabbit, who was on last week. So he is going to be our guest 
in a week's time. So make sure you don't miss that. And of course, this Monday night, we'll be back racing um, on Fat Man in a Cheap Sim on Monday night from nine o'clock. So make sure you tune in for that. And hopefully, if it comes on time, um, there'll be I'm going to have a video camera linked up on my PlayStation. So you won't just hear me talk a whole load of nonsense. You'll be able to see me talk a whole load of nonsense and hopefully drive relatively well. You know, <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see how we go with that, because I've ordered myself a PlayStation 4 camera. So that be that should be quite good. Um, nice. And how can we keep up with you? What, what with what you're doing at the moment with your channel there, Keith? Yeah, I'm trying to right now. I'm doing a lot of with the Nations Cup, all the FIA races. I'm trying to post those at least uh, one of those each week: a Nations Cup and the Manufacturers Cup. And I, I'm just trying to post some, I don't know, funny videos of different things that happen on Gran Turismo. And I try to keep my stuff as positive and fun as possible because. It's, it's just fun to enjoy and, and watch sim racing. It's always cool to see so many people that post videos of their experience and what they go through on GT Sport. And that's just the main one that I do. But I've tried to potentially look into getting iRacing or ACC. I want to try to try to do as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to just post some fun videos to watch and enjoy. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Well, look, it's been fantastic having you on a guest, uh, as, a, as our guest tonight, and stay on the line. But I'll quickly say to all our viewers and all the listeners, uh, you've been watching the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. Oh, you've been, uh, oops, so we've got one quick question before we go. Oh. What manufacturer did you pick for FIA? I went with BMW. I, I did them, I think, last year um, or one of the seasons before, and it's just the cars that I'm kind of comfortable with. So I went with BMW. It's cool-looking cars they got. Yeah, and it's, that's probably a rarer pick, to be fair. That's not one that's yeah. going to be chosen as much, so that, that's quite good. It gives you a good kind of um, outsider's chance, isn't it? To see what yeah, so I, I was hesitant to pick it because I knew a lot of people don't pick BMW, but I'm comfortable in the cars, that the GR3 and the GR4 cars, so I've used those a bunch, so I'm just going to stick with it and see what happens. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, on that note, we will finish the interview for tonight, but thank you to everyone who's been watching. Thank you for all our new subscribers and all our viewers. It's great to have you with us. And you've been watching. Thank you, Hugh. You know, very well, you've been watching the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with me, and of course, my very special guest, all the way from sunny Arizona. It is Keith Updike. Keith will own you. That uh, thanks very much for watching, and we'll see you on Monday night. Bye, just now.